Hello, I'm Pastor Michael Shannon with Identity Church in Deltona, Florida. We're glad that you made a decision to watch the service today. Please stay tuned after the service for more information about Identity Church. Now let's go ahead and join the service already in progress. I feel like I'm preaching to the multitudes this morning. Um, I haven't preached in several weeks, but I have gone to Texas. Susan and I ministered there. I, I've spent a lot of time with the Lord on uh, other churches' behalfs. And so when you get back in your own church, you're like, okay, where does all this fit? Uh, today's message is the renewed mind, part one. Um, I had a feeling this would be a nice message, but then the more I got into it, I realized this is about five messages that I know of already. So I'm just going to start a series out of out of it, okay? Um, so just put your hand on your head and your heart. Say, Lord, give me a new mind so it can talk correctly to my heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. There we go. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God that is good, acceptable, and perfect. How many want to know the will of God for your life? I'm going to teach you how to get a new mind to get those answers. So, when I, I, I've had some crazy things this week, and, and I started this, this renewing of the mind subject in the other scripture, Isaiah 55, 8, because when I get this renewing of your mind and transform the mind and all these things, the, this Old Testament scripture just throws, throws me in the dirt. And it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I need a new mind. Why? Because my thoughts are not his thoughts, my ways, are not his ways. And these are the two scriptures that just hit me as God started just downloading some stuff with me. I, I'm, I'm going to be a little crazier on rele releasing some revelation that I go through. So I want you to, to understand that... that um, put it to you this way. I went to Texas. Normally when um, God uses me for supernatural healing of the inner man, if it's women, I have an angel that shows up called the broken ballerina. And this has happened multiple times. When I'm talking to men, the same angel shows up dressed in overalls and mechanics overalls with a toolbox. And I call that fixing the broken Tonka toy. I've had that multiple times happen. And I'm used to one or the other. So I stand in Texas in front of a whole church and that angel shows up, which takes me out of my plan because I realized that my plan was this and God decided to do that. So when this angel shows up on the left-hand side, uh, coming through the door, dressed in a broken ballerina, porcelain, you know, the, the repair kit, I, I say, oh, okay, I'm shifting. We're going to this story and we're going to heal some people, right? Then he goes out the foyer. He gives me a high five. He goes out the foyer, comes in the other door, dressed in mechanics outfit. I'm like, what the heck? We doing girls? We doing boys? He he does this three or four times. And 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 I and, and I realize it doesn't matter anymore whether you're male or female. And pre preached, and and the anointing came, and. Susie and I hugged and kissed, male and female, about 160 people until 2.30 in the afternoon. So that encounter messed me up a little bit. Because, you know, when I started this church, the Lord said I couldn't use my prophetic gift to build the church because I had a false identity. My, my identity was in my gifting. But let me tell you something. How many know this thing's a journey? And so as I was downloading 
talking to the Lord. He says, I'm trying to renew your mind so you understand who you really are. That's where I got the title. Today. I'm trying to renew. Why did the angel show up this way and then this way? He said, I'm finally trying to, I'm renewing your mind so you understand you are everything you need. It's not male or female. He says, the finished work of the cross, does the finished work of the cross take us back to the relationship Adam and Eve had with God in the garden? All right. Do I need to start practically? The cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ gives me the same access to God the Father to walk with Him in the cool of the day like Adam and Eve. Right? And I, I mean, I live that. I believe that. I teach that. I preach that. So... <laughs> So I'm going, yay, God. He goes, well, I want to take you deeper than that. Excuse me? I want to take you before Adam, before Eve was taken out of Adam. What? Go read scripture. Adam was all man and all woman before he separated Eve out of her. He said, that's the oneness I'm trying to get to walk with my people. Then I started, started crying because then I realized one of the names of God is the El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one, the nurturing side of God. We, we like to put, oh, that's the female side. No, that's the God side. You're the macho warrior. That's the man side. No, that's the God side. And when we're one with him, we have everything we need. And I just, I just started crying because I've always, you know, the ballerina angel, I'm hugging girls. Mechanic guy, you know, broken Tonka toy, I'm a healing guy. No, I'm complete. He, I carry whatever you need. And I realize it's been a journey. You with me? So it kind of messed me up. And, and at the same time, I got an attaboy from God. It, it, he said, you know, there's been some of this. It's been tough to get out of you what needed to get out of you, to put in you what needs to put in you. But it started when you allowed me starting renewing the mind. So I'm on a brother's call, and Rusty Owens, many of you know Rusty, he starts this crazy, crazy prophetic stuff. You know, I think, I think it's beyond God hearing our words. How can God give us the desires of a heart if he doesn't read our thoughts? And so we're on a Zoom call. We're going, la, la, land, la, la, land. La la land. And then the Holy Spirit says to me, if you will let me renew your mind, your thoughts will be my words. Amen. If you'll let me renew your mind, <laughs> your thoughts will become my words. If, if we're going to be one with him, our okay, am I there? Listen, I want to also brag on you as a church. Last week we had Tim Hines here. Listen, God, God loved on him through us. It broke him. He's going through some stuff. God's exposing some stuff. And God used us as a church. God used me as an individual to mess with him on the back porch. And I'm good at it. And so, so, here, so, so here's the thing. So here's another whole sidestep that I had with him and some others in some situations is... And until you have a renewed mind, everything will be biblical or unbiblical. The unrenewed mind or the mind that is flesh motivated, you'll have a thought of unbiblical or biblical. And you'll become religious and you'll miss God. Tim and I got into an argument over something and he was adamant. This preacher is unbiblical. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Why? Because I heard that a year ago. I went and investigated. There's fruit in the life. I don't, I disagree. Well, you can't show me that in scripture. I said, I can't show you a lot of things in scripture, but it's not unbiblical. And we got into an argument to where the point is like, we don't need to talk about this anymore. I'm like, no, we're going to talk about this. Did your mother get a gold tooth in one of our meetings? Is that unbiblical or extra biblical? 
you can't find somebody laying hands on somebody and getting gold teeth, but his mother did. Is that unbiblical because you can't find it? Or is it extra biblical because you know the principles of the kingdom? If your mind is not renewed, you'll say that's unbiblical and has to be something demonic. It can't be God. But, but I can show you in Scripture where the streets are gold. So, so he hits me in my chest and says, if you'll let me renew your mind, your thoughts will be my words. So, so you catching where we're going? If the mind wasn't important, it would not be worth renewing. God values the mind. The intellect are smarts. He values it. If it wasn't valuable, he wouldn't want to renew it. That's good. Jesus suffered a great deal to give us a renewed mind. Because it says in Romans 8, 7, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Your, your unrenewed or your unregenerated mind, not your spirit, your mind is hostile to God. Just like, that's unbiblical. No, it's extra biblical. Why? Because the principles of God is, He's always good. Yeah, you've you got to look for it. You've got to figure out, you know, there's some crazy stuff that isn't biblical. You know, when it starts hurting people. But when God just shows up, like, what makes you so special God gave you gold teeth? He didn't want me to pay a dentist bill. He's a good God. I had a preacher one time get so mad at me. Why would God give you a $12,000 Rolex? And I said, because I'm special. And he got mad and he criticized me. And then I, then I kind of irritated me. I was like, how do I answer this dude? I said, hey, how big is your vision? Big. How many millions of dollars do you need to provide it? Oh, three or four or five million dollars. I said, you ain't going to get it if $12,000 watch bothers you. You can't have what you don't honor. If you can't even honor a $12,000 gift from God to me, then you're probably a certified idiot. Here's the issue. All right, here's where we're going. You know, we're a prophetic house, right? A, a, a renewed mind yielded to Jesus will produce a sanctified imagination. A sanctified imagination is positioned for vision and dreams. Faith does not come from the mind. Faith comes from the heart. But the renewed mind positions the heart to have faith. Catch this. Just listen. My mind... My unrenewed mind in the area is I can only hug women because the ballerina angel. That was, that was what I was taught. That's what God showed me. And that's all I knew. And then broken Tonka toy is for guys. Because God is, loves a divided family. Really? What was my reasoning? My mind said God does that because of my history. And he did that for a while to get me healed. Once I was healed, now I have to change my mind according to my healing. So he brings both of them, and, I, and, and we hug and kiss 160 people. And the power of God, people are still giving us testimonies of it. Why? I got, had to get my new mind. Why? I'm not that broken man anymore. He trusts me with both. I'm just as much male as I'm female when I'm in the kingdom. I'm just as much warrior as I am nurturer when I'm in the kingdom. Why is one of his names the multi-breasted one? That's the nurturing side. That's the loving side. That's the compassionate side. My wife is starting to be happy it's showing up a little bit. I started processing some of this yesterday. We went on a 26-mile bike ride, and at mile 13, we had breakfast. Now, I'm starting to process some of this. Listen, this is the problem with the mind is I didn't have some of the stuff I actually have this morning. 
and, 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 and I had to blurt it out in the whole sentence because I didn't have it in my heart yet. And she didn't hear me, and I barked at her and said something stupid that husbands do. Yeah, and she responded to the point where I knew my not my mind had just gotten my butt in trouble. Because <laughs> the renewed mind hadn't showed up yet, but the reality is I was in trouble. You don't bark at her in a restaurant because you don't have it together yet. And I had to repent. Why? But I was but I, I also at the same time, I had to blurt the whole thing because I hadn't have it yet. So 13 miles back, I'm listening to a message from Bill Johnson. So I get on YouTube. You know, if you don't know it, ask Google. <laughs> Bill Johnson just preached a message, the renewed mind by faith. This preached it two weeks ago. He's saying that creativity, God is trying to bring more creativity to the body of Christ right now than forever. And it's going to come through the renewed mind. He made some statements and went, mm, okay. The renewed mind is always on the heart of God. Faith is not released in the mind, but his renewed mind processes the heart to have faith. Faith comes from surrendering to God. Listen, I love this church. Listen, the, the worship and all the prophetic. Sue Meeker came up and said, my, my, my son's a lifeguard instructor or whatever, lifeguard. And... When someone is frailing and, and, and not surrender, you don't you just let them drown until they quit. Or they'll drown you. Until they surrender to the fact that they need help, you can't help them. Would you please surrender? Like we're drowning with old mindsets. And I need a new mind. And and, and this faith is gonna come because I surrender. I need wisdom from above. I need wisdom. I need a new mind. I need more wisdom. I need more process. The Roman soldier had understanding in Jesus called it faith. The centurion, when, when he said he, he had an understanding. Listen, they didn't have Holy Ghost in them. He had a mind that saw that Jesus could do this. And he, God called it great faith. He said, because of your great faith, your servant will be healed. He didn't have Holy Ghost in him. But in his mind, he saw it, he spoke it, and God moved on it. Listen, the devil doesn't come in a red suit with horns. He has, listen to this, this is good. He has to parade his thoughts as virtuous thoughts for us to be deceived. That's why they call him the angel of light. You discern that thought that is from him because it doesn't carry peace. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Isaiah 55, 1 through 11. I'm going to do some Old Testament stuff and show you the heart of God and tell you that if, if it's written in the Old Testament... We're under a new covenant. We should be doing it now. Right? You with me? <clears throat> Y'all need some cleaner? Need a new mind? It was, it was funny when I got alone with Dr. Tim on the way Thursday, uh, Sunday here because I was in the shower and I'm like, if you think I'm letting this unbiblical stuff go, you're wrong, God. He goes, I go, I need, I'm willing to pick a fight. He's my brother. He's absolutely needs a chink in his arm. I'm, I'm a chinking. I need help. He goes, okay. What is his statement? Baptism is only for the repentance of sin. That was our biggest debate. And this is unbiblical. What's going on? So get in the car, and I said, hey, I want to engage that conversation. He goes, I knew it. I knew it. I said, well, baptism is, a, is, baptism is only for the remission of sin. 
um, was, did Jesus have sin? He goes, no. So then why did he get baptized? Because this is, this is extra biblical, not unbiblical. Okay? And, 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 and listen, he got it. And I said, and by the way, you sat in my pulpit and told about gold teeth. That's unbiblical. Or is it extra biblical? And he just starts weeping. Listen, we don't know how good God really is. And if you're going to hold him to the standard of the book, that if everything he did, you would be books, thousands more books, then we are missing the goodness of God. But if we have a renewed mind, we can find the principle and apply peace and anointing to it and start writing some new books. Isaiah 55. 1 through 11. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Listen, this is the compassion of the Lord. This is the Lord saying, This is what I want. Y'all want revival? Read this chapter. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me. And eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. Verse 3. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and that I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David, King David. Behold, I made him a witness to the people, a leader, a commander for the people. Verse 5. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know. And a nation that does not know you shall run to you. Is this revival? Nation. Take the word nation, ethnic group. I'm going to bring an ethnic group that you don't know. And they don't know you, but I'm going to send them to you. Why? Because I'm a good God and I need people with a renewed mind so know what to do when they get here. Come on. <laughs> Behold, you should call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, He has glorified... Who? Say this, I'm glorified. I'm an attractive to someone who needs God. <laughs> Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Seven, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. If you don't forsake your thoughts, how, how many have been saved more than five years? How many believe something now that you were taught five years ago that you're like, man, I don't think I believe that anymore. And I'm not talking about the death, burial, and resurrection, blood of Jesus, virgin birth. There's, there's some absolutes that are non-negotiables. But you know, there's some stuff that are like, really? I got stuck on that? I mean, there was one lady who only bought a Honda Accord. That's the only car she would drive. Because Acts said they were all in one Accord. That's a little bit out of context, don't you think? <laughs> Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man... His thoughts. This is about your thoughts. Listen, remember I started when, when God told me, Charlie, when I finish renewing your mind. And by the way, I asked, you have a date? He goes, this is a daily process, son. What, what am I saying? This is not a, a finally I arrived. I have a renewed, renewed mind. He is so deep. I'm going to be, he's after me. He's after my, my mind every day. Why? Because the devil's after it. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He's talking about blessing people that we, not, we don't like. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Listen, there's a, there's, I was going to look it up and add it, so I'll just add a little bit. Years ago, when Susie was being a knucklehead and I was so holy, I, I was so mad at her because she was getting away with stuff. I was mad. Because I'm, no, I'm holy. 
And God gave me a scripture, I think it's Ecclesiastes 5, 10, something like that. He says, he says, I'm in heaven, you're on earth, my ways are higher than you, so why don't you let shut your mouth, Chuck? I paraphrased it. Your opinion doesn't matter. And it ain't sin till I call it sin, and you're not to sin, please shut up. See, his ways are higher than mine. He healed my marriage, but I'm going to tell you what, I almost lost it a second time because I was religious. I was dogmatic. I was, I was so biblical that I was actually becoming unbiblical in her eyes and God's. That's where that scripture came in. I'm in heaven. You're on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Would you please shut up? Verse 10, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it spring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things in which I sent it. You realize all of this comes when we have the renewed mind and right thoughts. Would you, would you look at Jesus himself? They said he was unbiblical because he was healing people on the Sabbath. We say, oh, that's ridiculous. Why would those religious Pharisees do that? We do the same thing. And worse. He heals this guy on the Sabbath, and they want to crucify him for it. Because <sighs> they had a flesh, mind, and needed it renewed. Is that good or what? Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding. What did he say to this in Romans and Tarentin? Your understanding has brought your faith. That was a side note. I'll leave it there. 18. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardness of their heart. If you don't lack, if you lack understanding, you might want to check the hardness of your heart. They have become callous and have given themselves over to sensualities, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through the deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What am I saying? Your mind has a spirit. And if you have not surrendered, you're grounding. If you haven't surrendered, you're not being saved. Not salvation forever. But you're not being delivered. That's a better word. The spirit of your mind. And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. See, it's the surrendering portion to the Holy Spirit that will allow him to circumcise your religiosity. Colossians said it very clearly. You mortify the deeds of the flesh. If you're not going to surrender and allow God to circumcise your heart, to cut some fleshly thinking, your mind is always going to be a place of torment. Some of you know Cigar Evan. He, he texted me yesterday. He said, man, I'm battling in my mind. I'm like, good, listen on live stream. I'll preach to you. How many ever battle in your mind? 
God's trying to renew it. Why do you think he's allowing you to see the battle? So you can surrender to the fact that it's not renewed. You're not catching vision. You're not catching purpose. You're not catching promise. Why? Because you got a messed up mind. But he's trying to heal it. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed is an amazing word. I believe it's Luke chapter 9, the Mount of Transformation, where he takes a couple of his little homeboys and says, come on, let me show you what a good mind looks like. And he goes into a prayer meeting. Anybody been in an all-night prayer meeting, prayer meeting that's kind of bored? Well, when Jesus decided to reveal his transformed self, Actually, it says he was clothed in lightning. That's a pretty good prayer meeting. Transformed. The real you is spirit, man. The real, real hindrance for you recognizing it and experiences is your mind. We can get a renewed mind. We get a sanctified imagination, and it opens up the realm of the prophetic. It opens up the realm of the spirit. And then we can actually do what Scripture says is we can go to heaven and bring heaven to earth. How come you, you, you can't bring heaven to earth? Some of you don't go there to bring it down. You just talk about it. And, feel, and you feel inferior to some of us that go there. I had old Baptist might try to pick a fight with me this week. That was interesting. Well, brother, do you believe in a rapture? Absolutely, at least four times a day. What? I'm like, you don't go to heaven? Why are you waiting to go to heaven when he said I'm already there? He didn't want to fight much longer either. What do you do when Scripture says we're seated in heavenly places? Why are you trying to wait for rapture to get where you're already at? And I didn't have to apologize to him like I did Susie. Do not be conformed to this world, but be trans... Listen, by the renewing of... So, how many are pushing for more dreams? More encounters, have Jesus walk through the wall. How many want more of that? Then pursue the renewing of your mind because it sanctifies your imagination, and that's where it becomes the springboard of the spirit realm. It's really that simple. We're pushing for the prophetic, and he's pushing for a new thinking. Last part, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Listen, I, I, I heard, uh, I've heard preachings where what is good, acceptable, and perfect. I've actually preached that. Bill Johnson rebuked me yesterday on my bicycle. He took a stick out and beat me like a redheaded stepchild. Because I've used that scripture like, well, this is the perfect will of God. And because of grace, this is the permissive will of God. It's levels of Christianity, you know. Um, what did Bill John, um, if you think it that way, uh, I think he called it me stupid. Listen, if you, if you find it good, that's good. Find it acceptable, that's still good. If you're perfect, you're really lucky being good. Ready for meat and taters? Y'all ready for some brisket and ribs? James chapter 3, verse 13. Now listen to this. Listen, I, I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, this renewing of the mind, just in the last two weeks, seeing those two ministering angels that I'm assigned to, some something my repentance to the lord is i'm sorry for withholding your to your people what you were trying to give me how many men were in these meetings that i wouldn't hug them and kiss them because i had just a, i was hugging women 
How many women need it because I was as a man's call? How many did I? It's the goodness of God made me repent. And it just, it just, it just blows my mind. James chapter three, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? You understand that statement. Who is wise, understanding, that's the mind, among you. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Meekness, meekness, is, is the, it's funny. Bill Johnson says, you know, meek, meekness is not weakness. And uh, he, he made a st- statement and he, he could see his people kind of like, I know what you think. And he says, you know, don't make me some Christian T-shirt. It's a Christian smarty pants. And he's like, don't make me a T-shirt and I won't wear it. You know, the meekness and wisdom. Meekness is, is a wild horse that's finally broken. When he was wild, he could jump a fence. He can still jump the fence, but now he doesn't jump the fence until the master tells him to. You don't lose your strength. You don't lose... You, you, it, it, but it's under the control of the master. That's the word meekness. Great description. In the meekness of wisdom. But if you have jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be no there, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and open to reason, or willing to be yielded to, full of mercy and good fruit, and impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Let's go back up to um, fourteen. If you have jealous Jealousy, self-ambition in your heart. Do not boast and be false of the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. It's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Bitterness and offense with jealousy all carry the appearance of wisdom. That was my parenthesis, not the scripture. When, when you're bitter about somebody, when you're offended about something, you will have thoughts and you'll call it discernment. You'll look at their character flaws and you'll label them ungodly. You'll call them unbiblical. That can't be extra biblical. That's unbiblical. Why? Because you're bitter, you're offended, and God can't be that good with people that I have bitterness and resentment toward. Years ago, there was a, a young man who had fallen and broken his ankle and had pins in his ankle. He's a certified nut job, man. Porn, beat his wife the whole nine yards, had a healing service, and this crazy evangelist lays hands on him, and he comes back with an x-ray. Here's all the pins. God healed me. I walked away and went, that can't be you. I know he's doing porn. I know he's beating his wife. I know all these things. The Holy Spirit said to me, he says, you know, I work on a different system than you do. I said, what's that? He said, he had the one requirement you don't. What? He believed I was good enough and he, I loved him. So his belief produced a miracle that your unbelief wants to curse. What the heck do you do with that? Repent. Get a new mind. Get a new mind. Catch, catch this. If you have bitterness, unforgiveness, or offended, the enemy will put thoughts in your head to validate this person's weakness, whatever. And we'll call it God. The devil doesn't show up in red cape with pitchfork. He puts 
thoughts. What are we talking about? Renewing the mind. He puts thoughts that you can come into agreement with. You know, you know I didn't like T.D. Jakes as a preacher for a long time. You know why? His mama said no one listens to fat preachers. So I took her offense. Or actually, it was pointed to me not to be fat. But I just went ahead and made a blanket statement about it all. I didn't like him. Man, that man can preach. But I just had this, you know, he's a fat preacher. Why should I listen to him? Do you think that was wisdom from above? That man can preach. He's got a lot. Why wouldn't I? Why? Because I was offended with him. My dad told me that Bob Jones was a charlatan and not a real prophet. So I told people, ah, Bob Jones. <laughs> I took my dad's offense that he had because Bob Jones had prophesied over and made my dad mad. My dad went and did a bunch of research and found some junk on him and just. So I, I, so I trashed one of like the world famous Bob Jones prophet. I'm going, eh, he's a charlatan. Like one of my, 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 my employees at the time gives me this book about the Kansas City prophets that said, some said it thundered. I'm reading about Bob Jones. And I'm going, oh my God, he's not a charlatan. Jesus, what do I do? I've, I've marked one of your men. I, why did I do that? And he goes, your dad was offended and he taught you to live off his offense. He, is, he says, I have spared your life. Call him and repent. I'm driving down the road. I actually have jury duty. I'm crying. What do I do? How? He goes, call Bob Jones and repent. How can I get Bob Jones? So I call my dad's church where he was an elder, secretary. Picks up the phone. Hi, this is Charles Co Charlie Coker. She goes, hi, Brother Coker. How you doing? She thinks I'm my dad. I said, uh, is there any way you could go to the pastor's office and get me Bob Jones' phone number? Sure, brother. Hang on just a minute. I get Bob Jones' personal phone number and call him and tell him that I've been trashing him and call him a shirt and that God has convicted me, but I took on my father's offense. And he says, oh, yeah, C.L. Coker. Yeah, he don't like me. He knew who my dad was. I said, will you forgive me? Yeah, I know. And, but isn't it, isn't it amazing how the enemy puts an offense in my father against prophets, and I'm called to be one? And so because I take on my father's offense, I'm trashing one of the national voices. What an idiot I am. But I did repent. And, and the guy was graceful. Listen, I met him a couple times after that at conferences. He knew me. He knew my name. And he says, he said, son, can I give you a word? If you know, I'm imitating his voice. He said, uh, just the other day, I was teaching some seven and eight and nine-year-olds how to prophesy. Said, yeah, and he says, you know that little rascal? You teach kids. Let me just tell you what God says. Is that little seven-year-old rascal just pointing his finger at me and said, Bob Jones? If you'd ever get over the fear of man, God could use you one day. He said, be careful of them seven-year-olds. <laughs> and he said, son, I want you to take that word too. If you let God heal you, you get rid of the fear of man, God could use you. But what about my unrenewed mind that I just accept my dad's offense? I just accepted his offense. My question is, how many offenses have you accepted? So if we're going to go on this renewing our mind process, we have to find out why we're offended, why we judge and criticize. We're so afraid of someone deceiving us, we're deceived. When the scripture is very clear, if I'm pursuing the Father, He's not going to give me a stone or you know a serpent. He's going to give me bread if I ask for bread. If I'm asking for the real, He's going to give it to me. I'm afraid for anybody to lay hands on me unless they're perfect. Really? If that's the case, no one should let me lay hands on them because they're they're going to be offended of my history and not know my future. 
Second Corinthians chapter 10. Did I add that? Oh, okay, I wasn't sure I gave it to you. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Listen to me. And take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If you're going to have a renewed mind, you're going to have to take every thought captive. Hear this preacher's name. I have an opinion. It's not good. Why? Secondhand information. Third-hand information. I I went to two meetings in Titusville. I went to two meetings in Atlanta. I drove to Georgia. I and and because why? Because I took the thoughts, the the offense of somebody else, and I investigated it with God, and I did not see the accusation. Take every thought captive. In the obedience of Christ. What does that look like? Well, you know, I think so-and-so is making a bad decision. Mm, where did that thought come from? Mm. Is that you, Jesus? That, I don't feel peace about that statement. No, that was a thought coming to bring division. That was a thought coming to hurt, to wound. So if your thoughts, if you take your thoughts and you bring them captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, you'll have peace. You don't have to know what's wrong to know something's wrong and still have peace. If something's wrong and God says it's wrong, he's probably equipped you to heal it. But if you won't get close enough, you're an absent preacher at that point and are of no benefit to bring God into the equation. I mean, I could tell you that Susie's discernment is, stay away from that person, that person's going to do you wrong. I'm like, and we used to fight about it, because then when they did me wrong, she'd go, I told you so. But but the bottom line was, God was still wanted me in that relationship. Why? Because he wanted, he wanted to teach me something. How many want to be like Jesus? Well, how many are finding Judas to betray you first? I'm talking to a preacher friend of mine. If you're listening, then I'll have to call you and explain it again. He's been betrayed. He's been betrayed. And he's hurting. And I love him. And he's balancing depression. And I'm on the phone with him. And I, I just blurt. I said, well, you finally came to maturity. God can trust you with betrayal. And that's what I'm supposed to text you because I forgot what I said. He's texting me. What do you mean I'm betrayed? <laughs> He's processing it out. Why? He came to a place of maturity that God could trust him to be betrayed. He's still walking love. Why? Because he asked for more authority. He asked for a national assignment. And if you can't take a betrayal, you're not mature enough to be like Jesus. Get your mind right. Not every betrayal is to destroy you. It might be to promote you. To remove some people that can't go to the next level, but you still have to love them. If you don't have your renewed mind, you're going to say, well, I'm just taking a hit for Jesus. No, you're an idiot. They're, they're being mean to the prophets. No, no, God's trying to kill you. Since you won't take your own dagger out, and cut your own flesh, he sent somebody with another sword. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? We want to be like Jesus, but we want, to, we want to curse every Judas. Are you mature enough to be betrayed and still be Christ-like? Not if your mind is not renewed. It's tough, isn't it? This, this is real word. 
somewhere in the middle. But listen, but if you have offenses, if you have critics, listen, come on. I mean, Rodney came out of the Methodist church. I came out of some of the Baptist stuff. I picked up stuff that make me offensive. It offends me, some of the crazy charismatic zoo stuff I see. And I have accused it of not being God when I'm finding out some of it is God. Some of it's not, but I don't love them enough to get close enough. Come on, I'm a leader. God, look at all the stuff they're doing. Yeah, go hug them. Huh? <laughs> cooties may get on me. Ain't no cooties getting on me. Change your mind, boy. Leopard touches me, he gets healed. Get your mind right. <laughs> He's that God's that good. But have you matured to the level that Jesus can let you be betrayed to be a billboard of his grace for other people to get saved and you not be offended by it? <laughs> I was it's like God. Some of these things test I thought I passed. I mean, come on, you hear me preaching, right? Woke up one morning. You've heard some of you heard this story. Jesus, use me today. <clears throat> I probably can't. Why, Lord? Because your emotions are not intact. I said, Yes, they are. He said, Okay, if you promise me to keep your emotions intact, I'll use you to expand the gospel, the kingdom today. Okay. Cheers. Thank you, Jesus. I drive by this front of this uh, subdivision. I had sold a bunch of light fixtures and landscape lighting to, to the board members. And I, I beeped at him when I went to the subdivision. I come back and I pull off the side of the road. I'm standing in my little white pickup truck. I'm talking to them. Yeah, okay, that's good. You got the transformer over here. You got this. And I look down, there's a semi going down the road. Big tanker, like a milk truck tanker. Man, he's running through the gears. I'm thinking, this 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 truck's going to run me over. This truck, I'm like, mm. three husbands, three wives. I had witnessed to them when I sold them the lights because I'm such a witnessing Christian. Such a man of God. Well, this truck goes like this to go around me. It goes like that. And this liquid in that tank splashes out of the top of the semi and hits the ground in front of me and covers me and the truck and everything else. It wasn't milk in that truck. It was raw sewage. In my ears, under my eyelids, covered in caca. And I hear the voice of the Lord. Are your emotions in check now? <laughs> but listen, how many want to be used by God for the miraculous? I do. I ask those questions. But then he goes through and does stuff like this. You're like, heck with that crap. I mean, crap. So, I mean, it, it, I mean, this semi-driver stops. He's on the phone with his boss. Is a big enough spill to call EPA? Maybe it's running down the sewer. And, and I'm like, you got a water hose? So we get a water hose, and we wash my truck off. We wash me off. It's crazy. I'm like, we need to call the police. I'm like, no, we don't need to call the police. And, and literally, I had husbands and wives, the ladies. I said, would you guys just turn around? And I, I washed my truck off, and I washed my, and I stripped down to my underwear. I mean, I was covered. And I threw everything in the back of my truck, got into the side door, and drove away. This is not the witnessing tool I expected. So listen, early the next morning, one of the one of the three guys on the board of that subdivision comes to my office. He said, We have we have two attorneys on our board. And I told him, let me come talk to you privately. So why? And he goes, Are you gonna sue us? 
We own that road. We own the sewage tank. We own, that's our contractor. Are you going to sue us? How much of them it's worth? <laughs> I'm thinking this may be the blessing of the Lord. <laughs> I was willing to go that route. <laughs> Cash payout. Well, I don't know. Whatever. And 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 and, and I said, listen, I, I don't sue people. Because I told him that. He says, Can I repent to you? I said, For what? He said, when we were in here buying lights. He told us about Jesus. When we got in the car, two of the guys made fun of you. I didn't protect you. I'm a Christian. And I have been so ashamed. Because what you said to them, they needed to hear. They heard it last night at the emergency board meeting. I'm sorry for not protecting you as my brother. I said, well, Tell them if they don't give their heart to Jesus, I'm suing them. <laughs> he laughed and I laughed. But my question is, is your mind renewed enough that if God chooses to let someone betray you for actually something further down the road for them to get healed, will it be for his benefit or will it just wound you? With an unrenewed mind, we miss those opportunities. And I'm telling you, God is trying to renew our mind, to sanctify our imaginations, to start seeing visions and counters of the living God beyond what you see in Scripture. And that's a lot into extra biblical because he's actually that good. You know, the unbiblical, that's unbiblical. Yeah, the Canaanite was unbiblical when she asked Jesus to heal my daughter. And he, even Jesus, he was a little snarky. See, Jesus can get that way too. He said, I came to the Jews. Basically, he called her a dog. He called her a dog, but, but, but she wasn't offendable. What did she say? Even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. She had a renewed mind. She didn't get offended when he called her a, you know, a dog. When he said, you're not qualified. You're not worthy. How many of us do that as Christians? You're not qualified. You're, you're this, you're that. All your unqualifications, we're going to put it out there. But somebody's going to get a renewed mind because of the goodness of God. And they're going to go, even the dogs get the crumbs. They're going to have enough renewed mind. Listen, I don't want the world to have a renewed mind about God and get ahead of me. The church needs to renew their mind because there's some brand new, brand new baby Christians that are going to outrank us pretty quick because they're going to have the thinking of God and they're going to have the, the visitations of God. They're going to sit down with Jesus at the structure table and get blueprints. Even the dogs. He says, you're a great fan. Your great faith has healed your daughter. We will not have great faith without a renewed mind. So my question is, what offense, what bitterness is keeping you from a true renewed mind with godly understanding? And I really think the altar's open today. I mean, I, I don't know how else to close this message. I mean, you're all saved. Everybody saved? You saved? Are you sure you're saved? You're the only one I was questioning. Just kidding. Find, find. How many can honestly say, you know there's some areas in your mind that need to be renewed? Then present it. Present it. Papa, you're so good. But here's the thing, guys. I think that I'll tell you one of my repentance this week is I've 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 word cursed super intelligent people. I've word cursed it because they're so smart they can't find in it, have no need for Jesus. 
I've repented for that. That's ridiculous. Come to the altar. Kneel down. Bow your head. Cover your heart. Do something. But ask what needs to be dealt with so my mind can be renewed and it will become the vehicle that faith will come to my heart. And that God can can trust me with my thoughts because they'll be the same frequency of his word. I'm done. Thank you for watching. For more information about Identity Church, visit us at identitychurch.net or come visit us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 777 Deltona Boulevard in Deltona, Florida.